0: modes. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. does your wife
1: keep track of what you ate? Oh, no, 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 no. She doesn't no, keep track of what I ate. That's I, don't mean
0: like, I don't mean like keep track of what you ate in terms of like, hey, you're eating too much. I mean like the good shit in our house. She's watching like, hey, 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 hey you had the last M&M packet. That's mine.
1: Yeah, we do fight over M&Ms, the peanut kind. We fight over right. candy a lot, my wife and I. Yo, sp- yo uh, we should talk about this because a lot of people don't know. Go ahead. But it was Cinco de Mayo yesterday. Yes. You what were you fasting do? so you didn't participate in Cinco de Mayo. No, what obviously. did you do? What did you do? So, Casa Vega is one of my favorite Mexican restaurants in the Sherman Oaks area. Right. And, you know, nobody can go to restaurants right now, but they had a little drive-through going on where you could mm-hmm. get, you know, tacos and 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 beans and rice and and, you know, whatever was on the menu. And margaritas? And margaritas. How do, so they, how
0: do they give you the margarita in they the put in a,
1: They put it in a half-gallon pitcher.
0: <laughs> that doesn't seem Not easy. even
1: a pitcher. It's like a half-gallon. You know, like you put milk in it. You know, you get milk, and you, it's a half-gallon bottle, yeah. of, uh, jar, yeah. of, whatever it is. Yeah. They put it in that. Wow. And we got three of them. Oh, my God. Did you get hammered?
0: We only have one left. <laughs> <laughs> you guys had a party over there.
1: We drank a gallon of margarita yesterday.
0: Oh, my God. Wow. Delish. I'm so jealous. I literally this 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 fast thing we're on, it's like all you eat is this thin soup. It looks like it looks like gruel. Remember that thing that Oliver wanted more of? Yep. That's what it looks Lisa. like. Yeah. It looks like or like what they'd what they'd slop on, on a pirate ship, what they'd serve you for dinner. That's what it looks like. Right. Does it have like a little bit of celery and like a little bit of carrot? It looks like
1: cartoonishly
0: watered down soup. That's what we're allowed to eat. But it's it's white colored? No, it's the color of whatever flavor they think it is. It's like tomato is like tomato colored, but it's just right. got little specks of crap in it. Wow! But just you wait, Donald. We're gonna you're gonna check in when we record on on Friday, and you're gonna you're gonna say, "Wow, you look even thinner." I want to I want to fast, but I want to. Should we fast. sing? Should we sing? Yeah, sure. Why not? I, I'd like to count in today because I realized I haven't counted in in a long time. I've been giving it to you. I've been giving it to Bill Lawrence, our guest. Giving it to Judy as a present. And, and and I and I just feel feeling left out. Well, Zach, I want you to give it to me. Go ahead. Okay, Dan, hit it. I like a little. You know what? You know, wait before you hit it, Dan. You know, I always thought it was so cool when DJs are on the radio do the thing they call talk up. Like they know exactly when the words come in, and they stop talking right at the. I believe DJs call it talking up a song. Right. Right? So they, they, I'm sure they have it labeled somewhere, like the lyrics start at five seconds in or something. And I always thought it was so smooth. So I'd like to talk up this song. Go ahead. Do it. Okay. Here we go. So I'm not going to count in, Dan. I'm just going to talk it up. Okay? Here we go. <laughs> I'm nervous now. I'm nervous now.
1: <laughs> There's a lot we of go. pressure on you. Here
0: we go. Welcome, everybody, to uh, Fake Doctors, Real Friends. We're so glad you're joining us, and here's a song written by Charlie Booth, Donald Faison, and Zach Braff coming at you. Here's
1: some stories
0: about a show we made About a bunch of doctors and nurses and a Hey, lots of talk on the social media about, you know what I mean, and uh, uh, and you. Is it uh, is it that bad? No, it's it's just it, people just need to accept it. It's part of your way of speaking. It is part of my I'm way of I'm just concerned, speaking. though, about those who are doing it as a drinking game, that, that, that we're going to turn people into alcoholics.
1: I'm of the, I think we should keep the dings, but if you don't want to keep the dings, we could we could remove the dings.
0: And also, I heard, by the way, Dan, that you missed some. I saw on Twitter, some people were like, the dings were hilarious, but you guys missed like four, you know what I mean? <laughs> Dan, what was the total? I mean, of the ones you caught, what, what was the total? Nine. Wow. That's not a lot for an hour, dude. By, by the way, that's when you were trying not to say it, dude.
1: But But I was also... It was me not. It was me using it as slang, though. At that point, it no, wasn't no. me just saying, "You know what I mean." After everything I said, somebody brought to my attention that you say you know a lot. I'm just going to put it out there. Really? Somebody oh, you trying to this- shift this shit onto me? Listen,
0: <laughs> listen. I do. I listen. We all have. We all. If you record someone for multiple hours, you're going to hear some of the th- the, th- the things that they say when they speak. I'm sure we all have our own ticks. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. you listening right now judging us. You probably have some vocal go-tos. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that the ones that kind of get on my nerves yes. are
1: like when people say I mean all the time before they yeah. say anything I mean. It's like no, I
0: get it. Or like, I mean, I hear You say like a
1: lot. We all say like a lot.
0: Though. I know, but the young folks really use like a lot.
1: Yeah. That that's the one that gets me. I mean I mean
0: I mean I and mean, the the wrong use of literally is also a, a bit of a, a pet peeve really that's abused. You literally don't like that. I literally we <laughs> literally get annoyed when people overuse literally. Should we get into the episode, Donald? Let's do it. I love it. Merry what Christmas, everyone. What an Merry I mean I got I'm just everyone. gonna jump right in and say, okay. Holy shit, you are so good in this episode. Oh, I forgot how Turk-centric it was. Uh, so did it, I. Really, it is a Turk episode, and it is a um, Turk episode. It's a very Turk episode, Donald. It's some I'm not, great moments. I'm not just saying this because I love you so much, but I do. But holy shit, you are so good in this episode. And I uh, multiple things. There's the there's. The, we could spend a whole episode of this podcast on that gospel fantasy. We're, we're going to spend plenty of time on it. Don't get me wrong. But also your 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 dramatic acting at the end when you're all upset. The scene with you and Judy on the roof, you running to the park. I just thought you did really, really good work. Oh, you're a sweetheart.
1: You know, thank you, first of all. Second of all, this was one of my, this isn't necessarily one of my favorite episodes, but there's so many really cool things that happened in this episode that I got to be a part of. One was obviously the gospel choir thing. That was a lot of fun. One of my favorite movies of all time is Coming to America. Me too. And also Which Way is Up. And in Which Way is Up, Richard Pryor plays a uh, reverend in a church. And in coming to America, Arsenio Hall's portrayal of the Reverend is amazing as well. And so, if any, if I was doing anything in that scene,
0: I was stealing from the two of them.
1: Well, because let's just just get right right to it.
0: Amazing. Let's get right to it. You are so fucking funny in that. And I, well, I watched it like multiple times just because that scene. I think it's one of the. I honestly, I know we just started this, but I think it's one of the best fantasies in Scrubs history. Solely because of your performance, and I know that you're doing an homage to your favorite, one of our favorite movies, "Coming to America," but you really made it your own. I mean, I just was dying laughing—the Jerry curl, the, um, <laughs> <laughs> the the swinging of the arms, the padding of the forehead. Yeah. Uh, we gonna, we gonna, what are you We're gonna, we gonna, gonna sp- cut them open? And then we're going to stow them right back together. <laughs> <laughs> you were, I remember that day genuinely cracking up, and you were just going for it, man. You were you were literally sweating your ass off. Literally. It was hot, as I recall. Yes. And you were just being. But like I wasn't sweating un-
1: my ass off, so you kind of used literally in the way that you hate it.
0: Okay, you're right. Because
1: I was literally sweating, but my ass didn't fall off. You're
0: right. You're okay, right. Okay, there stand, it is. I swear it, <laughs> it is. It is literally not possible in literal sense for someone's ass to be sweat off, I believe. I believe that's true. Joel, please look that up.
1: <laughs> I had a lot of fun doing that scene, man. One of, the, one of the great things was looking out into the audience also and seeing, you know, how background really enjoyed themselves. And then also seeing familiar faces in the background. Colonel Doctor, for the first time, is in this yeah.
0: episode. Wait, before we, you're, you're jumping around. Let's just stay focused on you. We can't go to Colonel Doctor. One but he's the in the background. I know, but yes, okay, sorry. But I didn't even want to go to Colonel Doctor yet because it is his first appearance in a Scrubs episode. He shows up in, uh, in, in the background of Sarah's scene first.
1: Also, Neil Flynn in the background of this episode, uh, clapping.
0: Yes, that was funny. <laughs> was hilarious. And what about me when I get the spirit? And then you catch in the Holy
1: Ghost? <laughs> Dude, that freaked me out the first time I ever saw that. I'm going to be honest you mean with in you. real
0: life when someone... In real life. My oh, first yeah. time ever seeing oh, you someone... you saw it in real life.
1: I've saw, listen, I went to church with my babysitter. It was like a midnight mass type thing. And we went to church and we saw, first of all, people around us are catching the Spirit, right? Catching mm-hmm. the Holy Ghost. And they're losing it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I'm safe. I'm here with my babysitter. I know she's not going to catch the <laughs> Holy Spirit. She flash cut to she catches the bad boy and i was like yo <laughs> so how did she start acting like you... she just out of out of nowhere she just started dancing mm-hmm. right like you did like yeah, your yeah, character yeah. does like yeah. like jd does she started dancing and then she started praising god Yeah, which is what you know as a youth when you don't see stuff like that like my grandmother was piscopalian so we had to go to piscopalian church and stuff mm-hmm. like that and it wasn't like that, you know what I mean? Right. Even though it was all black, it wasn't a Baptist church, you know what I mean? Right, and when you, right. go to a, when you go to a Baptist church, you know, they, they put it in. That's, some, that's well, some... I'd
0: love to do that, by the way. I, oh, saying... it's
1: amazing. The choir, I,
0: everything. I would love to have the experience of going to a church like the one we're representing in this show. I just think it would be amazing. I've never seen that in real life. Obviously, I've seen it on, on TV and in, on video of people speaking in tongues and 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 no judgments i'm not i'm i'm whatever works for you that's amazing i like you said as a child i was always like oh my god what is what is happening right and it was so shocking to see someone uh reacting like that to get so, touched
1: by the spirit of god
0: so I, I like the idea that jd you know got the spirit when you yeah. uh, you were such a good minister that it just came right. to him
1: right the the music got into him and 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 I don't even know was that scripted or
0: did I just improv that. I don't recall. Do you remember? I don't know if it was scripted. I
1: think I think you might have improv it to be I honest. Think with I think I just
0: thought I said to bill like, "Oh my god, I should get the spirit." I think that was right. funny.
1: Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. amazing. And what a you know, scene, man. A great scene. The choir was the great. The choir was amazing, although yeah. they,
0: although we do um we do have two of them that, that spike the lens and wave at the camera around 8:16. I don't know if you caught that. They got <laughs> they may have caught the spirit too and and decided to wave to the lens, but uh but they were they were amazing. And by the way, am I mistaken, or did you, or did you, when you were just riffing? One of the things that was you were so great when when they would when you would be in your element and they would just tell you to go, whether that could be the the, da- the famous dance you did that 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 everyone always talks about, or or so many things. But in this moment, when you were just riffing and being that preacher, I mean, you just got lost in it, and it was so amazing to watch you do that. But I remember that. When you can, what's the name of the song we sing in? Yeah, because I couldn't remember the the name of the song. I couldn't remember
1: the song. And they (laughs)
0: kept it in. I thought that was so funny. Qua!
1: It was supposed to be something like, Qua, let us let us you know uh, let us uh, uh, bless the congregation with the song, you know, Christ the Lord. Right, right. right. And I I remember getting there and being like, Qua!
0: What's the name of the song we're singing? (laughs) But you stayed in character. (laughs) It was so funny. You know, it was such a good lesson early on in Scrubs that if, if we stayed in character, a lot of that stuff could, if it was funny, would stay in. Right. And, and that was a perfect example of, of you doing that and Bill going in the edit room like, oh, that's funny. That's staying. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You so, it. so this whole episode, uh, it was written by. Deb Fordham. Deb Fordham. That's right. Who also wrote the musical episode?
0: Right, was the one of the main writers on the musical episode, and I think actually participated in writing a lot of lyrics for the famous musical episode. That's right. And Jeff Melman was the director, and I just learned a little trivia that he directed some of the sitcom you did, The X's. Yeah, I did. I
1: I did. Did you
0: not put two and two together?
1: I did not remember that.
0: Do you remember? Do
1: you <laughs> I remember? Do who, I do, do know you, who Jeff Melman is, but now that you have said that, well,
0: oh, he yeah. only di- he only directed one episode of Scrubs, and it was twenty years ago. So you're okay for not remembering that. But I don't know if you put two and two together that you also directed your sitcom The X. I I think
1: we even talked about him directing an episode of Scrubs when he directed the episode of right. The X's.
0: Anyway, yeah. And Kristen Johnston, who you did The X's with, I bought her house. That's where I live. Yeah. Not only that, but you guys also did Twelfth Night together. We did Twelfth Night together in Central Park at the Delacorte, and you and that's when she said, hey, I want to move out of L.A. I'm over it. Uh, do you have any interest? And I was just at the time when I was um, starting to think about uh, buying my first house. And what's funny is that she was quite an entertainer. She threw a lot of bashes uh, at, at the house. And so over the years, when I've told people that I, I bought the house from her, they're always like, oof. I've been so fucked up in that in your house. <laughs> wow. Of, wow. Well, she's now sober and she's
1: written a wonderful book called Guts. Yeah. Which is out it. on the market right now. And if I you guys it. are listening and want a good read, uh in the voice of Kristen Johnson, she also does the audiobook. You yeah. check check it out. It's very, very, very revealing and she's very open about her addiction. And so yeah. if you get the and opportunity. When you're,
0: I've read the book and it's amazing and you should get it. And when you're hearing about some of her partying, just know it was happening in my Where bedroom. Where you live now.
1: <laughs> Yo, somebody got mad. Did you, oh man, somebody got mad that I ruined that joke or that, not the joke, the bit of trivia.
0: I know. On, on one of the last episodes, I, I said, I, I was going to do a trivia for Donald involving the breakfast club and he ruined it. And some guy, some guy wrote on Twitter, I was legit excited for a bit of trivia, and Donald did indeed ruin it. <laughs> we got to filter in some more trivia to the show. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, Deb Fordham, Jeff Melman. Um, it's a great episode. I got to say, you know, they're not all this good. This was a darn good one. And um, first thing I wrote down was Nurse Tisdale at 35 seconds in. Yes, which is a homage to Fast the Times. film Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Now, some of you younger folk might not know that movie. You should watch it because it's a seminal 80s film. And I remember watching it at someone's house far too young to be watching it. Like, I should not have been watching that movie at the age I was. And I remember feeling like, don't move because I don't want any adult to to, to notice that I'm here and I'm watching this. And I probably shouldn't be watching Phoebe Cates reveal her bosoms.
1: Yeah. Uh Do you remember movie, when you saw that I, movie? I do remember when I saw that movie. and. You know, the one thing that stuck out from that movie for me was Sean Penn, totally awesome, and his uh, Jeff Spicoli. Yeah. A little bit of trivia for you. Do you know who wrote that movie?
0: Um, Yes, it was Amy Heckerling. No, Cameron Crowe. Amy Heckerling directed it? Absolutely. Okay, Amy Heckerling, who wrote and directed Clueless? Wrote and directed Clueless, yes. So it's Six Degrees of Donald Faison is what you're saying. Six Degrees of Donald Faison. Forrest Whitaker's
1: also in that movie. He directed Waiting to Exhale, and I was in it. And I remember going on the audition for Waiting to Exhale at the same time I was shooting Clueless, the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, Forrest and I had a little conversation about his experience with Amy, and the reason why I got Waiting to Exhale because I'm sure there were a bunch of people who auditioned for it. But Forrest told me he was like, you know, I went with you because, you know, you're working with Amy, and Amy gave me my start. And uh, oh, there was some, cool. there was a form of nostalgia in it for me. That's really and cool. So I got to be in Waiting to Exhale with. Uh, Whitney Houston, Angela well, f- Bassett, Loretta Devine, Leila Bershawn. I got to, oh man, I got to meet uh, several actors from Michael Beach to one of my favorite all time performers, uh, Gregory Hines.
0: That's what that, I've never seen the movie. I've got to be honest with you. But you're you've making, never seen Waiting to Exhale? No, but I'm going to write it down because we're looking for quarantine movies and I, I, I do love your work. You should watch Waiting to Exhale. It's a lot of fun. It's a, do you have a good part in it or should I need to just fast forward to your scenes? No, you should watch the movie.
1: The movie's actually very entertaining. All right. Uh, it's, 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 and the soundtrack is amazing, by the way. Holy cow, babyface! You put your foot in it when you made that one. I don't, I don't know what that means. It just means he put some, he put some. He did a good stru- job. He put a little struzy on it. You know what baby I mean? happened He's still doing his thing.
0: Oh, I just haven't heard about him, his, his name in, in the public lexicon in a long time. Anyway, we digress.
1: Let's get back. Sorry, we
0: digress. Nurse Tisdale. Um, she's coming down, doing an homage to Fast Times at Ridgemont High. By the way, if you haven't seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High, you should, because it perfectly, I think, encapsulates a period of time in, in the 80s. And, uh, and it's a really, really, I mean, it was written by Cameron Crowe. I mean, it's a great movie. Um, 58 seconds, Snoop, you know, showing up. Snoop's in a lot of this episode, Snoop Dogg, uh, in turn. Snoop Dogg was in a lot of this show. I know it's funny if you guys start looking at the background, you'll and see and not that Snoop
1: Dogg, real Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg intern. <laughs> if
0: you'll see, if you guys look, at, if you guys look at these episodes uh, closely, you'll see that basically they're just they're just moving around the same twenty background folks, and uh, <laughs> there's times where it's like there'll be one scene and Snoop's in the background, and then then we're upstairs and Snoop's in the background. I'm like, guys, come on, we just saw. Yeah, Snoop. well,
1: he he worked a lot, and then uh, yeah. But now we're starting to introduce new characters so you'll see Colonel yeah, Colonel so Doctor at
0: 151 a momentous moment. Colonel Doctor first mm-hmm. appearance in the background as Bill told us um on the last episode uh, named because everyone thought he looked like um Colonel, Colonel Sanders, Sanders right. from the
1: Kentucky Fried Chicken
0: commercials. And is he still alive or or did he pass? I believe he passed away. I believe he passed away. Well, he was an older fellow when we we're doing this 20 years ago. Right. Um by the way, someone clarified for me on on the social media interwebs that the Beard Fassé film I was trying to remember was Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I knew it was a Fincher oh, it movie. it was Fincher, you're right. Holy so cow. I was right about it being Fincher. It's Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Um, Daniel Craig is on a plane and the camera sort of just dollies past a close-up of Beard Fassé. So wow. thank you for the, for the uh, listener who helped me out with that. All right, on that, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash real friends.
1: Hey, listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress.
0: and, and we're, we're back. back. Hey, listen. I occasionally, season one, would go out partying with you during yes. the week. Yes. I was Occasionally, feeling, yes. I That's was feeling <laughs> myself. I had never had a dollar in my pocket, let alone um, some some uh, A television show. A hit right. television show. And you and I, uh, I can't, I mean, it's 45 years old. You can't imagine you would ever do this. But in our 20s, we would occasionally go out the nights of filming occasionally i remember we would say things like all right look just, we're just one. gonna do one shot <laughs> how about just one i'm sure everybody we're out there do- can relate to yeah. so, to your friend going how about just one
1: yeah we're gonna do one shot so hard be cut to
0: Hard at cut six to- o'clock in
1: the morning, if we're gone by midnight, we could be home by one, and then we still have a good five hours of sleep.
0: Right, hard cut to like at six in the morning. We're in Orlando Jones's swimming oh, pool. Oh my
1: god! It wasn't even six. It was like four forty-five.
0: Right, and it, <laughs> and it was the <laughs> at night. Six,
1: you had to be at work at six,
0: and I had to. Did you have to go in, or just me? You didn't have to go in. No, I had
1: to go in, but I didn't have to be in until like oh, noon. Oh
0: man, this was this is this. If you looked at a graph of me being irresponsible at at work, this was the high point. Because I think I was in Orlando Jones's pool, hammered at four forty-five. Yeah, and that day I had to shoot this Fonzie um, fantasy at three forty-one. That starts at three forty-one. <laughs> so when you see that Fonzie thing, not only am I hungover, I'm I'm still buzzed. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still buzzed from partying with Orlando Jones,
1: dude. To this day, that's still one of the most epic nights. I mean, I we've had some pretty epic nights, but well, because I we hadn't... were so
0: young and fresh yeah. in the game, and I hadn't as met that as... many stars, and, right. and and I was just like, I can't believe, are we going to Orlando Jones's house? Yeah, yeah, he
1: was fresh off of doing. Uh, he he had he had already said goodbye to the Seven Up commercials, and now he he had the movie that had just come out with him and uh, David Duchovny and uh, Sean William Scott called Evolution or something like that, and we right. were all hanging out.
0: I don't know, but I was in excited to be with any star. I was excited. I was just excited. I felt like I'm living the Hollywood dream. I'm not waiting tables anymore. I'm partying right. with Orlando Jones and Donald Faison in a pool. Yeah, and and Deontay Gordon with us, too. And Deontay
1: Gordon. And, Deontay, us, Gordon.
0: <laughs> and Deontay Gordon, Donald's uh, Donald Standin slash our friend. And uh, and then I went and did this fantasy. So I was just watching it because I remember that being in pain, and it's it's a very funny fantasy. So I'm, I'm I'm I was grateful this many years later I didn't ruin a moment for the fans because that's a funny fantasy.
1: It's hilarious. He's not going to make it. Then you come in and you I fonds turn him his on like chest. But like for those of jukebox. you
0: who are too young to remember, the Fonz, who I'm spoofing here could pretty much had magical powers i mean in happy days when it days. came
1: to jukeboxes and women yes the fonzi no, maybe
0: in the beginning he was just jukeboxing but then like as i recall late, in later episodes of, of happy days he would literally he could like work magic he with his he could snap
1: couch. and women out of nowhere would show up
0: yeah Fonzie had to move out of milwaukee because he had dated every woman in milwaukee as i recall <laughs> that was a, that was a subplot he had he had been on a date <laughs> with every single woman in milwaukee and he could so he had to go out of city for that
1: right on such a um, funny
0: scene though such mm-hmm. a
1: funny scene and that's how you you know we all believe in miracles
0: well that's how that's what starts off your really cool arc about testing your faith and and so was it dropped from you you mentioned earlier that it was was your was chirks Religiousness dropped from here on out? Like did it ever come so, up? Again? Did you it, stop wearing that cross? The cross is I so prevalent. By the yeah. way, I love how you never see this cross ever before, but in this episode, because you're supposed to be religious, the cross is in every every shot.
1: Well, we sh- we shot it in another episode also, but the cross is uh was it was after this you don't see the cross anymore. Um, I believe. And we don't talk about Turks' faith really anymore. Which is bizarre, because at
0: the end of the episode, your faith is restored. I mean, you literally have a sign from God to to go save a pregnant woman in the park.
1: Right, like I just knew she
0: was in the park. Yeah, how did you just know? Did you even know, does Turk even know Sarah's storyline about her having a a pregnant woman?
1: I I think the whole hospital knows about it because she's escaped. And everybody's on the lookout for Okay. Her.
0: So you're on the roof. By the way, how funny is it that Judy trying to cheer you up wants to bang on the roof of the hospital? I know. <laughs> I thought that was a funny plot line. Like, I, here baby, I'll cheer you up. Let's have sex on this gravelly, dirty rooftop.
1: Yeah. I look back at that. I look back at that and I'm like, Turk, what were you thinking? I love yes. how I'm I love yes. how
0: I love how I'm watching it going, Ugh, it's be so gross. And you're like, oh, what was Turk thinking? <laughs> <laughs> having, was... like, i mean like i i don't know I, I i think having sex in like really awkward places is, is always so like such a thing you only see in movies like have you I'm, had sex
1: in awkward places before
0: well i'm not gonna go too into my sex life for everybody but i do i think i have hooked up on the beach with 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 someone and thought this looks way better in, in the movies there's like sand right. in my creases yeah uh no i have never had sex in really any awkward places, there you go or... um uh, we're giving the exclusive here on fake doctors real friends donald Faison never having sex in an awkward place
1: like i i know people that have done it in some crazy places i'm like you're yeah, there's out of people your mind. who are
0: into that they're like yeah. they like they think of it like notches on their belt like we you're not gonna believe where we banged the hospital roof <laughs> <laughs> yeah turk and carla aren't that couple What about those people who who brag about having sex on in airplane bathrooms? I I always thought that would be humiliating to 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 come out of the bathroom and everyone's looking at you and so obvious what you did.
1: It's not well. The the thing is, not a lot of people have the opportunity to have sex over a mile above the earth, right? And so I get the allure. Yeah, you do get the allure. Yeah, I get the allure, but I'm not real. I'm not jealous of it like yeah. you just said. You know I know can't I mean?
0: picture you doing that. It doesn't sound like a very Donald Faison thing to do. I mean, you never know. You oh, know, so you might. I mean, if it's a private jet. Oh, a private jet doesn't count. I'm talking about a commercial airplane. Like, Yeah, nine. no, no,
1: no, 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 no. Yeah. Especially now after... After what we're going through right now with this whole quarantine thing, I don't think Oh, before the
0: quarantine, you would definitely bang in a bathroom. Before
1: the quarantine, I think a lot of people would be like, yeah, that's a possibility. But now I think after the quarantine thing, it's like, ah, oh, there's a little too much germs. And- I
0: can't picture Casey Cobb being like, all right. There's no way. It's Absolutely time. not. <laughs> I would be like, babe, let's do
1: it. And she'd look at me like I was stupid. She'd come uh, on, buddy.
0: Come uh, on, buddy. That's funny. All right. So the park's called Miller Park. I couldn't help but think that might be for Krista Miller. Okay. Right? Yeah, sure. The park's called Miller Park. I mean, Bill said he's not great at naming shit. So, speaking of Krista Miller, she's back. She's back, and she looks uh, beautiful, and she's funny as shit. And um, six thirty three is the first time I say banana hammock. not yes, I- what, <laughs> what is a banana hammock? Is it the thing that Rob uh, that that Rob AKA Todd wears? the, the tiny yes,
1: yes, and and it and, and it's called a banana hammock because
0: obviously. It's you're like laying your banana in a hammock. In a hammock, okay. Now I guess there are people, men, that wear these for real strippers. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think if you're comfortable, if you don't have problems with your thighs rubbing together, banana right. hammocks are very comfortable. There.
0: Do you would could you ever consider? Would you ever consider? No, you, because wait, listen I have, before you I, answer. If you knew you weren't going to be photographed by a paparazzo, by the way, singular of paparazzi is paparazzo. I don't know if you knew that. Okay. If you knew that you weren't going to be photographed and it would just be you on the beach in, in in wherever, Brazil, would you would you rock one of those? If I had no worry about
1: anyone ever seeing me in this, yeah. Yeah. then why not go nude, right?
0: No, I'm talking about you're still on a beach. People are, like, around. Oh.
1: No, then no. I would not no. rock one of those. If people are around, then no. I would Who never
0: does. rock one of those. I sometimes think it would be fun to wear a Speedo, like, you know... um, I, again, I don't want to wear it and, and have people look at me and, and judge, you know, everything going on. But I think I just think sometimes when I see people wearing them, I go, I think that might feel nice. Have a, a speedo on be out and about. Yeah,
1: I don't I don't know. I don't I don't I prefer to. I have issues with like chafing with my thighs and stuff like that because oh, so, you don't have a thigh gap. Yeah, no, I got quads and I got some <laughs> <a> thigh gap.
0: <laughs> I think I might have a thigh gap. Let me see. Yeah, I have a little thigh gap.
1: I don't have a thigh gap.
0: Yeah, we have
1: my big legs. my 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 inner thigh touch.
0: Yeah, they clap. They clap.
1: That's the worst. Oh, you want to talk about feeling uh feeling uh, uh running with the chafe? Yeah. After a while and then having the burn in between. It's the so worst. So you
0: can't jog cuz of your thighs.
1: I can jog if I put on something like compression shorts, but I can't wear like I can't wear tighty-whities. Like I don't wear tighty-whities cuz even just walking Is an issue with Tidy Whitey's.
0: Yeah, I don't wear Tidy Whitey's anymore either, but I I used to be quite loyal to them. Yeah. The janitor is for no reason at 940 punched in the balls by a little girl. And um, both the little girl and the mom acknowledge the janitor. So, um, Bill, since you hold fast to the idea that the janitor only reacted with JD in season one and may have been a figment of his imagination why is it that a little girl randomly punches Neil in the balls and he reacts?
2: Uh, yeah. When the janitor got hit in the balls by that girl, uh, like the nine and a half minute mark, uh, you want me to explain how the janitor can only re- interact with JD. If this actually happened, that's easy. Um,
0: Five, six, seven, eight. Here's no, Bill, stop. Man, turn made. it off. Fucking
1: guy. Um the old school PSA.
0: Yes, great. Hilarious. So funny.
1: Very funny and very clever.
0: Yeah, I mean really and and just well executed. Uh kudos to to Jeff Melman the director and 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 Deb for writing it. I thought that was just really clever, really well executed those those sort of spoofing those 1950s you know, you know what do you call them instructional videos.
1: Yes. But then afterward after the fantasy was over, we did it again where uh the person who did the voiceover for the fantasy is now in the room with you. Right. And then he brings
0: up like communism as though he's still back in the 50s.
1: Right. And then looks off, he's looking off into the distance, I guess into nowhere. And
0: then you look at him to see what he's looking at. Right. And then you exit that direction. I think he was trying to be one of those like, you know, picture like a 1950s announcer guy who's like looking off into the distance and thus we will fight communism. And so and then he's sort of frozen like that. And then, But it was sort of a JD sort of head look. So then I kind of did a look to him like, are you doing my thing or what are you looking at? And then I tried to look where he was going. But that's pulling out of a fantasy and still being, yes. you know, this You're is right. another example of that's that. That's not something that happened too often. No. This is like the second time it happened. Well, we talked about the guy who was frozen um, right. after, uh, the orderly who was frozen after everybody else was frozen. It's not something, I think Bill, I think he said that he started phasing that out. But I right. thought it was clever, very clever. So, same here. Um, I um, oh, yeah. I, well,
1: I have a couple of things. We shaved the baby.
0: Okay. I laughed out loud. I laughed out loud. You I shaved down, the baby? Yep. Look, I,
1: shaved and a haircut. Two bits.
0: Yeah, I laughed out loud. That was J.D.'s, JD's um, improvisation for solving the problem. We shaved the baby. You shaved the baby? Yep. Shaved the baby. <laughs> Shave and a haircut. Long pause. Two bits. Bill told me um, uh, early on that one of the things he loved about Michael J. Fox working on Spin City was that Michael J. And and everybody, when you think about this, when you hear this, you'll think about family ties and some of the amazing timing he had, was that he knew how long he could milk a pause before that punchline. Like Michael J. Fox was fucking genius at, you know, I'll just use this as an example. How long he could have the audience, especially if the audience got ahead of it. Right. He knew that you still. I mean, it's, it's even better with a sitcom live audience. But he Absolutely. knew that shave and haircut, two bits. You know, like he could, <laughs> he could just milk That's it. Pretty even, good. <laughs> even if the audience started on a sitcom, started giggling because they were ahead of it, right. he could just milk that. And Bill said, and I think, I think that landed in uh, in my head and in, in some of my scrubs timings because I. I wanted to impress him like Michael J. Fox. Uh, but um, but i but I, I I always think of that when you watch some of Michael J. Fox's amazing timing, how how he could just he just was a master of how long to hold it. like even let the audience get ahead of it. It's fine and then say it, and it would be so much more gratifying,
1: right. I mean, Michael J. Fox is, you know, one of our our best when it comes to just I mean, you know family
0: ties. Did you
1: watch family ties? Of course, I watched family ties. Uh, he was amazing in that. And also back to the future. You know, the first, we, I talk about Back to the Future a lot because it's one of my favorite movies. But the first Back to the Future, I know there's some plot holes in it that a lot of people can't get over. But to me, that movie is almost flawless. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, as far as time travel stories are so difficult to do. You know what I mean? And, or it, I shouldn't say difficult to do. I should say they're just doing a time travel story. It's been done so many times before. Right. And so you have to be pretty creative to make it. Feel like oh this is a oh no you know people say another time travel story but if it's as good as Back to the Future was you accept it and you're willing to go on the ride otherwise it's like some cheese shit and you you know theory gets in the in the way of a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. y- y- I, I they just it's just one of those movies that you know you make a you, it's just it's in my opinion this one it's a perfect movie
0: and wasn't it amazing that a movie could turn out that good. And it was a film that they started over because they recast the lead. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you those mentioned
0: are... this, you mentioned this before, but for those of you who didn't hear that or didn't know, it was originally Eric Stoltz. I don't yeah. know how long they shot. You read the book. Do you remember? They shot
1: half of the movie. So they shot all of the That's stuff in incredible. the fifties. incredible.
0: They shot half of the fucking movie?
1: Yeah. So they shot everything in the fifties. What they talk about they talk about the movie like, you know, Michael J. Fox. Is very athletic. What's obviously. the name of this
0: book? Do you remember for people? I don't wanna...
1: remember it. Uh, oh. The dude tweeted it. Joelle's gonna look Joelle's it up. She's on. It. it. But they shot half the movie, and they said, you know, Michael J. Fox is very athletic, but they said Eric Stoltz on a skateboard was magic. He just seemed way more at home on a well, skateboard he than he was a
0: skateboarder, yeah.
1: Right, than Michael J. Fox did, and you know, the rock and roll side of things. They say in the book, you know, Eric Stoltz had that, you know, has that very much grunge rock appeal to him you know what mm-hmm. i mean and michael j fox is you know he, he is he is what he is he's you know you when you look at him you're not like yo that dude uh is just listens to rock all-. even even if he does you know what i mean he doesn't have that uh look to him and they mm-hmm. said eric did it just didn't work out
0: yeah. I mean, how humbling. Can you imagine your... I mean, thank God Eric Stoltz went on to have this incredible career and uh, holy shit in Mask, if you haven't well, seen that, the movie Mask. And, that,
1: and that's the thing. So they talk about that in the book. The reason why he was put in the movie was because he had Mask, the Mask coming out. You know what I mean? And so they were banking on him getting nominated for an Academy Award for that movie, but then mm-hmm. being in this blockbuster action-adventure time travel movie. The name of the book is Back to the Future... I got to click on The that. Ultimate
0: Visual History. Yes. Back to the Future: The Ultimate Visual History by Michael Klasterin. Yeah. Uh so if you're a fan of the movie uh like as much as Donald is, you might want to check that out cuz it's it uh, sounds fascinating. I'm always fascinated in these production stories where someone's recast or they start over. I mean I don't know if it's tr- true so don't hold me to this but I heard that American Beauty which is one of my favorite movies they shot like not not as much as this but they shot like a week of and and um and the director said uh to the producers I I didn't get the tone quite right you know the tone of American Beauty is so specific mm. and and as the as the rumor I heard goes, he said, "I I just didn't quite nail it. I need to I need to scrap that week and start over." And and the DreamWorks uh, producers, including Spielberg and the, and the other fellows, let him do it.
1: That's interesting because Spielberg's very much involved in Back to the Future as oh, well. So maybe he's the, and, he's the uh, kind of
0: producer that if you let's it was Sam Mendes. Sorry, Sam Mendes' first film, and I love American Beauty. Please see that if you haven't. But I I again, it might be Hollywood lore, but I heard that that uh that they they sort of started over again on that one. So these stories were. Where some movie is so incredible, it has such an impact, and then there's there's something that happened where they recast. Well, it happens all the time. Over. Some
1: you know, some Star Wars movie. They did that with some of the Star Wars movies, like Rogue One. Apparently, there's a whole, you know, they they shot almost all of Rogue One and went back and reshot uh, a lot of the stuff in it really uh, yeah uh, same well, thing what? with uh, same thing with solo you remember you know we well of course that's Dylan changing Chris.
0: that's changing the directors that's that's even crazy yeah but
1: there's a whole cut there's a whole movie according to lore yeah there's a whole movie that they made that you can actually take all of the special effects and all of the things that they did in the actual solo movie and you can put it into what they shot. And it's a completely different movie, but it still all fits together. What do you think happened?
0: They were obviously. My guess is they were just doing their hilarious improv-y comedic thing. And then Kathleen Kennedy—that's her name. Did she yes. just not like that style? She's saying that's not Star Wars.
1: No, I don't know if it was her. I don't know if it was. Uh, I don't know if it was the writer of the movie who's gone on to write some incredible movies.
0: Uh, Jonathan Kasdan. It's yeah, Jonathan. But Kasdan.
1: His, his dad wrote. Raiders La- of the Lost Ark. Yeah, and, Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah, he wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark, The Empire Strikes Back, and they both teamed up to write solo. I don't know what happened. I'd love to know that story. Right. If we could reach out to them and they want to be on the podcast and right here they want to talk I think, about
0: I don't think, even if we were to get Chris and Phil on the podcast, I don't think they're going to out their whole no, solo not Chris story. Chris and Phil. Let's oh. ask Jonathan Kasdan and Lawrence Kasdan. All right. They'll never do it. I don't think they'll do it.
1: How cool would it be if I could go and cut two and then they'd say it?
0: You know, as the podcast gets bigger and bigger— uh, maybe we'll be able to get like really fancy guests like, and now Lawrence Kasdan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yeah. I always wondered what happened with that because I don't know why you would hire Kristen Phil, if not to do what they do so well, which was to make it funny. And it, it, it seems to me, not as someone who's as dialed into the star Wars universe as you, but when I think of Han Solo, I think, Oh, let's give him some, some jokes. Let's have him be quippy and funny. And, it seemed like a perfect marriage, but obviously it. would obviously be a real do-
1: interesting, it'd be very interesting to see that, you know, that side effects. And I love Solo, you know what I mean? There are a lot of people out there that really like that movie, and I'm one of those people. Um, it's a fun Star Wars movie. So then
0: Ron Howard came in. And, you know, he's an
1: amazing director himself. Right. So
0: you know what's one of my favorite Ron Howard movies is Parenthood, the movie. If you great haven't movie. seen Parenthood. Great cast. Great movie. They went, on to, they went on to make a very popular TV show starring my doppelganger, Dax Shepard. I'm going to tell you something um, right
1: now. Uh, that movie has one of my favorite actors. I am a huge fan of Rick Moranis. Yeah.
0: Where's and Rick he, Moranis been? He's amazing.
1: Yeah. He's on his way. I guess he's, he's agreed to do another project. I don't know what it is, but he's- well, Honey, I Shrunk to...
0: the Kids. Maybe he's coming back for that. That would be so awesome. I know they're redoing that with Josh Gad, and I think that he might be joining him. Oh, oh that would be so cool. Joel's nodding, so that means I,
1: yes.
3: yeah. Rick Moranis tragically lost his wife at the height of his career, so he quit to raise his children.
1: Oh. And now his children are grown, and he's coming back, oh, and I'm so excited. Oh god, yeah.
0: he's so talented. I'm so I'm so happy he's coming back. He's a funny, funny man.
1: Hey listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress. Yep. These seamlessly blend innovation and lab quality sound, all in these sleek headphones that guarantee an. Elevated listening experience. You can connect to multiple devices, customize your sound in the JLab app, and get over 70 hours of playtime.
0: Well, buddy, those sound pretty cool. But have you heard of the J Buds ANC3? They are the smallest smart active noise canceling true wireless earbuds you can find. You can also connect to multiple devices. But these come with a built-in USB-C charging cable and a noise-canceling microphone for crisp, clear phone calls. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Apply. All
1: right.
0: Let's get back uh, to the show. Let's get back to the show, Donald.
1: One of my favorite fantasies, uh, and I still use it to this day. I ain't buying it. Trying to sell somebody the book yeah. on the kid getting hit, the baby with prenatal lice. Yeah. And Krista says,
0: <laughs> I ain't buying Jordan it.
1: says, I ain't buying it. At the checkout stand. That was stand. funny. That yeah, was funny. I ain't
0: buying it. That's funny, and you passed something that I want to say still about shaving the baby's head. That was funny. Oh, when, when Johnny sees mad that I didn't correctly tape over the. And by the way, for those of you who are young, that's that's a VHS recorder. So there used to be these giant tapes called VHS tapes. Um, but I was laughing, and um, when Johnny sees yelling at me because I, I I fucked up the tape, and, and I go, I, I I was there. I could you know jot down some of my <laughs> feelings and impressions. It's a very Woody very, Allen. Very rating. Woody if, Allen. Yeah, I could, I could, you know, jot down some of my feelings and impressions. Like I was, gonna, what am I going to do? Like write down, like, and then the head emerge.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, let's talk about Johnny C. McGinley as the Grinch. That was yes. really funny. He nailed that. Yes, he did. Uh, uh,
1: and and the words that he's saying I, are those words from Doctor Seuss's nursery. I think bronze? they're supposed
0: to be. S- Doctor Susie, but they're not real Susie. But they're words. not
1: real Susie words. Got yeah, it.
0: but that, they did a great job on his hair and makeup. I thought he looked really cool, and he was yeah. he was funny looking. I wonder how work.
1: long he was in hair and makeup for.
0: I could I could tell from from being on the show that was hours and hours and hours.
1: He had hair like green hair glued to his face and stuff.
0: Yeah, Sinner Man by Nina Simone, which is I, they really must have rolled out the bucks for to pay for Nina Simone on this episode. As you run to the to, the, to, 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 to Miller the, Park to Miller Park.
1: You know that—that that was what I was talking about when we were talking about the platform shoes. And oh, that's when they made run. Deontay run. They made Deontay do all of the things that you saw me do in that episode in like twelve-inch platform shoes. However, short, much shorter he is than me. By the so way, eight-inch,
0: whatever. It is. Why are you running? Why are you running like a cartoon character? Do you notice that it's like this really dramatic moment? And then you're taking corners. You know how when cartoon people run, they like skid at the corners and they have to like they have to like catch up to get in the cor- You're doing that shit. Well, I'm it like, all, bro. It's,
1: it's all come it all comes from Michael J. Fox, man. Speaking we spoke about him earlier. It really is true, man. Mike Michael J. Fox had some of the best running moments in the history of running. In Teen Wolf, when he's running through the halls and the guys mopping and he's like it's slippery that way and Mike runs through and then slides all the way through camera right. all the way through the hallway and then comes running back right. but as he's coming back he's trying to keep his
0: balance on this slippery floor so you're saying that moment you're running in this was inspired everything
1: by that? everything i you know everything i've done in- everything
0: i do i do it
1: for you i do uh, it
0: for michael j fox well
1: no but every there's a you know whether it's a run or a walk or you know a facial expression a lot of these come from my favorite actors. Yeah. So like Harrison Ford, Denzel Washington, Sidney Poitier, uh, Michael J. Fox, Rick right. Moranis, Robin Williams, uh, Bill Murray. You mm-hmm. know, all of these people did something that I saw and I was like, right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and do I wrote, I wrote down in
0: 1918, Turk runs like a cartoon character. <laughs> right.
1: That all came from me trying to run like Michael J. Fox.
0: Yeah. So Turk gets a sign. He's on the roof again. Right? you on the roof again? Yeah. And you're just up there having a moment, and you have a come to Jesus moment, if you will. That there's a pregnant woman about to give birth in the park,
1: and, and he you run, to...
0: and you run like a cartoon character to Nina Simone's "Sinner yes. Man," yes. beautiful song, and uh, and then you run to the park and you deliver a baby. Now, now, Turk probably hasn't delivered that many babies. Well, he's a surgeon, I
1: imagine. Yeah, but he's, he's not. Done...
0: Yeah, he's probably done a, a fair amount.
1: I imagine that he's he's not a gyno, but I I know.
0: Oh, He's I want to go assisted. to something that Joelle, speaking of gynos, we're jumping around, but in the very beginning of the episode, Kelso is, is being sexist and, and saying to Sarah that she's going to become a, uh, a gynecologist, Baby OBGYN, yeah. and then Joelle found this thing, according to an article by the American Medical Association, the breakdown of specialties dominated by women in 2019, um, 83.4% of OBGYNs are women. Wow. And 72% of pediatricians are women. Am I reading that right, Joel? So, uh, I thought that was Kelso had it right. Well, I mean, I was offended by Kelso. I was like, fuck this guy. And then Joel handed me this. And, uh, you know, I guess, but I understand that. Like, I've, I, was your, was your, have your OBGYNs been, been female or, or male?
3: Uh, first one was a guy. I was
0: asking Donald Joelle, but please,
3: oh my God, Joelle! I can't jo- handle answering oh. this question like for his wife. Joelle.
0: Donald doesn't have an <laughs> Oh my God, I'm laughing so hard. Joelle got so lost in the episode she started answering. You were totally asking jo- Wait, Joelle. Joel, sorry, I want I want you to answer. Don't get me wrong, but uh, but you go first then, and then we'll call on Donald. Donald has had eleven thousand children, so I wanted to know what. Go for you, Joelle. Have your OBGYNs g y n's been uh,
1: mostly? I'd say mostly. Yeah, three women,
0: one guy. How about you, Donald? my life, Casey's uh, is a male. Mm-hmm. And your and, you, and your other other baby mamas? Do you remember? Uh, you don't remember? Don't, it's okay not to remember. I don't I, remember. I feel like if I was giving birth, I and I had a vagina, I'd want a woman. But maybe I, maybe that's ridiculous to say. I I just I, what's my gut response? Okay. Well, here's
1: a here's a, here's a good survey we should we should do, and we won't and we won't use. Uh, that as an example, let's use massaging as an example. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because that's pretty intimate and it's harmless. Right. And right, people, what do you get a man or that. woman? What exactly? What do you get a man? I or I always woman? get a woman. Same here, Joel.
3: Strongest hands. Like, who has the strongest hands?
0: So you choose. <laughs> so that's what you say. You say. So you, you just say, say who's got the best hands. So when they say man or female, male or female, you say strongest hands. Absolutely. Oh, the end! I thought it was funny that Sarah was. You're holding Judy like in front of you but Sarah's holding me in front of her. Right. In front of the Christmas tree? Yes. That yes. That's funny. I also was funny. there was
1: one other part that we should talk about and that's uh when Cox and Jordan are fighting each other about their haircut shaving and everything like that and then you jump in the middle and then they automatically turn on JD. And that's a lesson that I've learned at a yes. that I learned at a young age. I guess JD was never You know, I didn't have friends that had brothers or sisters or anything like that. But Mm -hmm. never get involved when a couple is fighting. You stay out of it, unless unless they invite you into the argument. Stay away because that thing will turn on you so quick. It's hard sometimes because you want to weigh in, but you can't. But you can't. You got to keep it to yourself. You got to keep it to yourself. I had friends growing up, the Rogers brothers. There was four of them, right? And they would, you know, when they fought, they would fight viciously punching and grabbing and choking and you know they would beat each other up Mm -hmm. and you'd be like you guys are brothers stop it and you'd get in the middle of it and then their anger all of a sudden went from them wanting to kick each other's ass to now them kicking your ass and two on one ain't fun dude or three on one four on one ain't fun man and it would be it would be i would so when jd did that to jordan and cox i was like That's the dumbest, that's the, that's a rookie mistake. That's the dumbest move ever. Never get involved in couples arguing.
0: Right, right. Well, I, 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 I definitely try and stay out, but in your head, you're thinking like you're, you're judging and you're saying like, but aren't you also happy when you're out in public and you see a couple fighting and you're like, yes, it's not me. Yeah, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. That's the one thing that my wife and I try not to do. It's always like, "Wait, wait, wait till we get home. Oh,
0: really? You do the wait yeah. till we get home?
1: Well, I don't do that. That's what she does to me. Wait oh, till, really? We're going to talk home. when we get home. And I know right then and there, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Oh, I'm not it's going the to worst. And then
0: you have to drive home and just like in silence. Yeah.
1: And then we you t- walk in and, it, and it's on. Oh, and my, my wife's the type of person that's like, I'll, I don't like going to bed mad.
0: Well, at least she has it out. You know, I, I, I think that's way better to have it out, even if it's, like, impassioned, rather than just sitting on it. I hate that. And, um, and I don't think you should go to, to, to sleep, Matt, either. I think that's a, a good, a good uh, habit to have. Try and, Dude, try I've, and... been,
1: I've been damn near sleeping where I'm just in, uh-huh, where I'm passed out. My eyes right. are closed, and I'm just agreeing now. Right. Just so I can go to sleep.
0: The path of least resistance.
1: And she'll be like, so what did I say? And I'll be like, oh, oh God, shit. there you go. <laughs> See you are listening. I was listening.
0: <laughs> Don't go to bed angry, everybody. That's a lesson here from fake doctors, worst. real friends. Um, oh, one last well.
1: thing I forgot, and let's ask Bill about this also. Go ahead. Before you're going to give in. two.
0: You're going to give Bill two this week. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So
1: there was an alternate ending to this episode. Right, but that's oh it's so dark note to it's end the episode. It so dark. It was so dark to end the Christmas episode. I wasn't
0: even gonna bring it up because we were being so giddy and it's a bit it's a bit dark, but okay, go for it. But
1: yeah, there was a dark ending to this episode, and I'm sure the fans I don't think it was an help.
0: was it an ending or it was a subplot that w- was woven through.
1: I think it was a subplot. It might have been let's ask Bill. Bill, there, I know at the end of this episode there was a moment in between Jordan and uh, we almost forgot about the call. There was a moment with Jordan and, uh, and, uh, and Cox, where they said something different when they were looking at the baby, when they finally went to visit the baby. And it made sense.
0: Some... No, there was a subplot. Do you want me to tell you what it is and then have Bill talk about it? Sure. It was a subplot that they, when they were together, had lost a child. And um, so that was some of the dramatic undertones of, of, of them and dealing with their friends having a new baby. And, and that's believe... why they didn't want to go to the room. Right, and I believe, or the or the the, the nursery where where you see right. kids, and I believe that Bill had an argument with the network about cutting that out. So, uh, Bill, uh, tell us about that and what your struggle with the network was, please.
2: You know, it's interesting. I don't remember specifically the struggle with the Jordan Cox losing a baby uh, thing, but the one thing that we were always dealing with early on in Scrubs was that we would pitch the network stories that weren't specifically comedies you know and it didn't sound like hey three patients come in and one of the three of them is going to die but they all three die hey dr cox used to be married to someone they lost a baby hey we're going to introduce a super big movie star guest star who seems really funny and jovial but he's going to have leukemia and then come back next year and die from it so we always met resistance
0: thank you bill Let's take a break. We'll be right back after these fine words.
1: Hey, listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress.
0: microphone for crisp, clear phone calls. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage bootmaking. so they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service.
1: These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico.
0: Whenever I slip on my Tacovas boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town.
1: If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store,
0: It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas, only at Tacovas.com Now, Joelle, I believe we have a caller or two.
1: Hi, guys. How are you doing, Brian? Good. How are you? Brian O'Malley!
0: Oh, my Woo. God, Brian, you got to the
3: record o- that somehow.
0: You good. You well, I am recording it, actually. You know, and you know what, Brian? That can be your, uh, your new ringtone. Donald giving you an opening for Brian O'Malley and wife oh, O'Malley. Gonna
3: that is definitely going to happen. Speaking
0: of ringtones, uh, I digress for a moment. The good people at iHeart are putting together uh, the ability for, for folks to have our theme song be your ringtone. We're working and, uh, on it. And that's in the works because I've gotten been getting a lot of love on the social media for our theme song, especially Wilder's version. And um, uh, Wilder's I mean, version will not be available. Not gonna,
1: that's not going to be available. For Wilder's ringtone. version
0: will not be available for ringtone. Although I did hear a lot of people say that should be the new version. Forget your version, but those people are wrong. Um, but pretty uh, soon, Brian, what
1: you drinking, man?
0: What are you drinking, Brian? Uh, this is beer. Oh,
1: what kind of beer you got there?
0: It's uh, like a
3: hazy IPA, juicy, 8%. I, I like stuff that's strong.
1: Okay, well, um, I got myself a little margarita.
3: Oh, in Casa that's Vega. awesome. Is yeah. that just like lime juice, tequila?
1: I don't know what they use at Casa Vega. There's a restaurant <laughs> in my neighborhood that they... That oh, you're still drinking be.
0: out of your, your gallons there. We have so many. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Hi, guys. Where do you live and what's happening? And in, Brian, introduce your, your girlfriend, wife, friend.
3: This is my partner. This is uh Dr. Hi. Ellen Greek. Hi there. Hi. Um,
0: Hi doc.
3: Hi doc. And uh we live in Evanston, Illinois. Oh,
0: I went to Northwestern.
3: Right. Yeah. So we we uh we both work here actually too. Um she works at a hospital here and I own a small business on Central Street, you know, right down from the stadium. Mhm. Um and so yeah, we just um we do that and Ellen is uh 8 and
0: yeah, almost nine months pregnant. I'm almost wow. at the finish
1: wow. line. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Do so you guys know what you're
0: having? A boy.
1: Nice. I was gonna say a person, but
3: yeah.
0: yeah. A um, person right yeah. <laughs> on good for Congratulations, you. Congratulations, guys. That's you.
1: cool. Thank you. Way to go, guys.
3: Yeah, so we're you know, it, it's definitely uh anxiety causing. You know, I, I we neither of us have had kids before. Um I used to be a teacher. Uh, but it's not quite the same when you know you can send them home at, like, right. 3 o'clock and just be yeah. done with them. Um, so now it's like they're here for good. Okay, um, but
0: Brian, I'm going to give you a little bit of... Bro, you're talking to the right man, Brian, Donald. I have so, know, so many kids. Okay. I
1: know, that's what I heard. Um, nine, right?
0: Yeah, something like that. He doesn't even remember. <laughs> something like that, right. That's, that's, a
1: great, that's a great story. How many kids you got? Something like nine, I think. <laughs> Six that I know about. Right. So the first year, Brian, there's not much you can do. Nice. That's the honest to goodness truth. Except yeah. be supportive, change diapers. But there's not much you can do cuz the baby's but you not can gonna... say
0: can't you say honey, can I get you anything?
1: Absolutely. You better no. say that. You have yeah, to you say better that's say supportive, that. supportive, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's being supportive. So there's not much you can do the first year. It's after that where you are you are hands on and in it to win it or she's going to leave you. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Remember that. Yes. But yeah, yes. Brian. Write she, she that she down. By... Yes. Yes, she she is basically keeping us comfortable, so I'm not gonna play with that
0: at all. Right. On. Well, I'm so I'm so happy for you. That's exciting. And um, thank you. And um, what do you do? You have any names in mind, like uh, Zach or Donald?
3: <laughs> yeah, I wanted a Jennifer, Dylan, or something like that.
0: Um, <laughs> That'll work.
3: Uh, cool. It's a boy, so we went with uh, Ellen.
1: Uh, we're gonna name him Gabriel and call him Gabe. Beautiful. Gabe. I love it. Beautiful. Name. Beautiful name. Yeah. Gabe oh. Finn O'Malley. Yep. Oh, Finn's a good name, too. Now, Finn from Star Wars, or just Finn because... Not
0: everything is Star Wars, Donald. But sometimes <laughs> it can be. I could...
1: Huh? Honestly, I was thinking
3: more Huck Finn from Mark Twain, to be honest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah, there's that Finn, too. Way more yeah. literary, Donald. Come on. Geez. There's that Finn, too. <laughs> All right, Brian, go ahead with your question for the legendary Donald Faison or... And well, it's,
3: it's for both of you, yeah. Oh, and, and, fine, and I'll it, answer. It, it definitely relates to what we were talking about, but... Um, I was curious, which uh, character between you and Donald and maybe uh, Dr. Cox do you think was like the best dad overall? And then kind of a follow up. But like, what do you think their kids would be like now, like 15, 20 years later?
0: Wow. Wow. Good question. Well, I do think both characters were very excited about their children and um, and. Uh, I think we saw from a flash forward, as I recall, that don't they end up getting married? <laughs> they
1: do, and we and we
0: lose it. <laughs> oh, I faint. Yeah, that was I like think the, I, I think that was I, the saddest episode. I think I faint. Uh, uh, as I recall, I did this. I, I, I wiped my eyes. The, the fan, I, the fan. I fanned hand. my I eyes and fan. fainted. Yeah, that's a gif I, I see all the time. Um, I don't know. I think we'd be great parents because, um, you know, we're both characters were, again, not afraid of showing emotion, not afraid of being affectionate. Um, I, my father was very, a very affectionate man and gave me hugs and kissed me. And, and, um, and I, I always thought that that was important. And I, 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 I love that he did, he did that. And, uh, I think that both Turk and JD would be would be very involved. They're the kind of fathers that would want to be all over it. Not one of those people's like, all right, you to the woman, you handle it. I'll, I'll, I'll coach sports one day.
1: Um, <laughs> that was, uh, that was not my experience. <laughs>
0: What about yeah, you? What do you th- think, Donald?
1: I think Turk and JD co-parented too. You know what I mean. I think they helped each other out as far as raising their kids went. You know, it, they say it takes a village to raise a child, and I think their little village. I think the hospital, or you know, wherever they wound up when the show ended. I'm, i I, I believe they still lived in the same proximity of each other. I think there, it was a communal raising of the children even Mm -hmm. even uh i think yeah i think jd uh and uh what was what was elizabeth bank's character's name kim was it kim kim you didn't know Zach. You Shut the fuck know. up. You didn't, know. I, you
0: didn't know. I was waiting for Brian. I was waiting <laughs> for Brian. I was about like, to Brian got I was like saved this. I was like about to say it I was like pretending that my mouth was opening and then Brian said I was like, Yeah,
3: Kim, Donald. Kim. I was waiting for Zach, sorry.
1: So
0: my baby mama, my baby mama. Right. So
1: I think both kids, the one that he that J D had with Kim and the one that he had with Elliot. Uh, and then Turk's kids as well. I think they they were raised together and they grew up together. That's a nice I think in one
3: of the episodes you tried to like. I think they got you were trying to set them up, right? Like it was one of the series finales, maybe
1: that we were trying um, to set the
3: kids up. Yeah, weren't they like they met or something? And no, as they, well,
0: they as babies. as I remember. I, oh, I remember, babies, I remember okay. doing an episode in the park where we're and both we're doing we're get them, treating okay. them like, <laughs> like, to get like them to ventriloquist
1: talk. dolls, yeah. like dummies. Do <laughs> you have another question?
3: Uh, I mean, one of my other questions was just you know advice for being a dad, but you you kind of already covered that. You got this, dude.
1: You got yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's... Listen, my advice... And, and I'm going to be honest with you. My advice ain't shit. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. You know, it's it's how you two decide to do the thing. You know what I mean? My advice, I can, all I can say is just just show as much love as you can to your boy. That's so important.
3: I like what Zach was saying, too. I mean, me and Alan were joking, but I was like... I think, like, the fact that JD was a sensey, you know... Like, being sensitive is, like, an important thing to impart... Uh, in kids early, especially boys, I think nowadays, yeah. mm-hmm. and so I think that's one of our, you know, our big focuses for him. And
0: and just let them be who whoever they are. You know, a testament to yeah. my father was he wasn't he was so into sports, my dad, but he wasn't trying to make me a jock. He wasn't. You know, fortunately, he was also into theater, which which is what I took to. But that's um, out. but I mean, just like my advice, and again, I have no kids, so don't listen to me. I have dogs, and I can highly recommend crate training. Uh, I don't <laughs> know if you guys want to try that. <laughs>
3: But um, with the kid?
0: Yeah, that's yeah. what I that's what I always say to Donald. Oh, okay. When I when <laughs> right. I when I say to when I'm with Donald and his kids are misbehaving, I'm like, why don't you just put him in the crate, dude? That works great for my puppy.
1: My daughter <laughs> looked at me and she was like, "You're gonna put me in the crate?"
0: <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." She, she like in that crate or? right
1: now. She's like, "But I'm not a dog."
0: <laughs> but I mean, just let them. One of the things I one of the things I, I I really cherished about my relationship with my father was that he was so accepting of whoever his kids were, and I I, I you know. You're obviously it's nature nurture. You're going to be shaping a, p- a part of who they are, of course, too. But but let them show you who they are, and then and then and then celebrate that, and let that flourish. Uh, again, that's coming from someone with no children, but it is coming from someone who who had a great dad and 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 was really appreciative that he was like that.
3: Well, can I, can I ask one more thing, sort of related? Sure. But did you guys? I, I you know I didn't like look up biographies. Do you guys have siblings?
1: Yes, I have several siblings. I have four brothers, two. Uh, that I grew up with, and two that I did not grow up with. But we we, we were a big family. I think that's why I have such a big family now. Uh, I feel like it's the more the merrier. You
0: yeah. know. Um, I have but- um. I have two. I have um. Three. Sorry. Let me start again. I had four children total in my family, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm struggling with this. Just to be honest, I lost my sister two years ago, so I'm like literally oh, trying. I'm so sorry. To, it's okay, but I'm trying to answer this question uh, no, honestly, no, 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 yeah. and it's like I'm having to recount. There were four children in my family, and then my parents got divorced and remarried, and I gained uh, three stepsisters. So two stepsisters on one side, one stepsister on the other side. So we we were we were a huge family, and. Um, and, yeah, so I also think you guys should have more. So, sorry. Sorry, guys, but you're going to have to have more kids so they can uh, –
3: Well, that's what I was thinking because <laughs> we only have the one, and that's probably going to be it. Um, so, you know, the whole only child, especially nowadays when I don't even know when he'll be able to hang out with other kids, you know, or if he'll be able to go to preschool or stuff like that, daycare. Right.
0: Um, right. I think you got it some years before uh, you, yeah. <laughs> you worry about that. So um, right. you'll, Hopefully you'll be fine. vaccines
1: or something like smart. that will be invented yeah. and we can all – Go back to That'd a new nice. normal right. right sometime yeah. within a year or two
0: yeah that would be awesome is the keg still open in Evanston the bar no oh okay. keg is closed that's where we Sorry. used to go and try and sneak in with our fake IDs
3: yeah we're, we're, like I that's probably own why they like closed a bar, beer <laughs> shop type place what's the name of your what's the name it's of your place it's called beer on Central it's oh, not nice. very inventive because we're on Central Do you want us to do an ad for it
0: right now okay. we're going to do an ad for it Donald, when I'm in Evanston, Illinois, and I want a beer, you know where I go? Where do you go, Zach? I go to Beer on Central. Beer on Central? Is that (laughs) a place? Oh, it's a place, and it's in Evanston, (laughs) and if you're going to buy beer, it's the best place to buy beer. It's called Beer on Central. Is it on Central? It's on Central, and it's called Beer on Central. Oh, awesome. And, you know, a lot of Northwestern students uh, are always looking for a place to buy beer. Do you you sell kegs,
3: uh, Brian? We don't, but, I mean, after this, I can.
0: Yes. Brian is going to change his whole business model to offer kegs (laughs) to all you college kids. advertisement, I'll do that. Yes. This is worth millions of dollars in free advertising. Yeah, no, this is insane. Beer on Central. Beer on Central. Central.
1: The next time I'm in Evanston, Illinois, I am going to check out beer on Central.
0: Yeah, and you know what, Donald? You know what, Donald? I might even just go to Evanston to buy beer from Beer on Central. You know what? If you do, just tell him Brian
1: O'Malley sent
0: you. I will. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Brian, what's a there,
0: what's so. a beer that you? Oh, recommend? Brian's the
1: only one there. So it'd be like Brian right now during everything.
0: <laughs> Brian, for for those of people who are listening who like a who like beer, can you recommend a, a, a one of your microbrew or, or or fancy beers that people should try that you highly recommend?
3: Um, you know, right now, like what's really popular is like I was drinking earlier these like hazy IPAs. They're uh, tend to be like kind of stronger, very juicy, not bitter, very popular. Uh, this one's from Saint Aaron. They're great, hot butcher. There's a bunch of really cool ones in the city. Um, so, so Saint beer is amazing.
0: So Saint Aaron is the brand. This one, yeah, that's what I'm having now. Is a Saint Aaron. Can I get that anywhere? Can I get that in Los Angeles?
3: No, like right now we only do local stuff. Oh, There's so, much so stuff you're stuff only doing
0: local. That's even cool. One of the other things I like about beer on Central, Donald. What is that? Is it's <laughs> all it's all local beer. Oh my! You're Sorry. talking about beer on Central? Yeah, one of the things <laughs> of that I, one of the, my favorite things about beer on Central in Evanston, Illinois, is that it's all all stocked with local breweries. <laughs> that sounds delicious. I like IPA a lot, by the way. And this is going to sound really lame in Hollywood, but I'm gluten free, and uh, there are some really good gluten free IPA beers.
3: Yeah, we have some too.
0: There's one called Omission. I'll give a shout yeah, out to. we
3: have Omission.
0: And there's one I think called. Gutenberg, not Steve Gutenberg. Glutenberg, Gutenberg. Gutenberg. Yeah, they'd have gluten in the title. So there <laughs> yeah. you go. I'm giving right those on. beers a shout out, and they should advertise with us because Thank we're giving such a wonderful I, advertisement to beer. i on you
3: guys out of box. You know, give me an address. And I'll no, send you out No,
0: some no, some no, no. no, 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 don't no. I'm, not, to, I'm not giving you my address.
1: Um,
3: <laughs> the
0: thing is. <laughs> <Well>, that's fair. <laughs>
3: so give me a P.O. box. I'll no, a PO we don't box. want
0: to take your your wares. We don't want to take your wares. We want you to. You need to make that money for this baby. That's right. That is true. She's making the money, really.
1: So that being said, if you're ever in Evanston, Illinois, the place to go yeah. for a great local beer—yeah,
0: beer on Central, beer on Central, everybody, <laughs> beer on Central—and uh, listen, thank guys, you. thanks for coming on, thanks for the good questions, no. thanks thank for you. telling us about beer awesome. on Central, thank you very much. and um, have fun in Evanston, Illinois. I spent—I um, spent four years there and had a great time, although it's too fucking cold for human beings.
1: <laughs> Ladies and right. gentlemen, big round of applause for Brian O'Malley.
0: And beer on central. Oh wow, you gave you gave beer on central the Oprah treatment. Yeah, why not? <laughs> what's
1: That's what's the, the, the name of your central partner message.
0: again? Ellen agree Dr. Ellen Acre.
1: And Dr. Ellen Acre. Oh my god,
0: thank you. You're, you're, you're blowing out the mixer here, Donald. I'm not. It, it, Oprah, if it goes up. Uh, Dan got it. Dan got Oprah, it. Oprah doesn't go that loud. Sure, o- she does. <laughs> okay, well, she has the 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 mixer at the Oprah show is like here she goes and he's fucking ready with it. <laughs> She's about to do it. Hand over the button. You could just see the mixer in the back of the Oprah show going, "Oh shit, she's gonna yell!" and putting his finger over. It.
3: <laughs>
0: I hope Dan does that when you're when you're saying hello to guests. All right, bye guys. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much. Be
1: healthy. Congratulations. Thank you.
0: Thanks. Wow. Thank you. Wow, Donald. What what nice folks, Donald. Mm-hmm. And um, and I got to tell you, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna frequent beer on Central. Next time you're in Evanston, Illinois, you Do you should? drink beer? You don't really drink beer anymore, do you? I'm a huge
1: beer drinker. I just, you know.
0: It's so fattening.
1: I find, yeah, I find that uh, it's a little heavy for me. That's the only thing. It
0: just feels like shit when you're working out and trying to stay thin, and then you go have a fucking big-ass thick beer, and you're like, I might as well have a milkshake.
1: Right. I like hard liquor. Yeah, I know. I like, oh, I, I Oh, I, tr- I know.
0: Oh, you're an asshole. You like I tequila. Tr-
1: well, no, I, I, you know, I it was Cinco de Mayo yesterday, so, and the last time I had tequila, it was the last thing that I had in the in the in the cupboard. But what I truly like, I like a good uh, bourbon or scotch.
0: What about Courvoisier? No, I you what is, you know, is Courvoisier?
1: I don't. It's a it's a drink. It's a it's a it's a brown liquor. Um, you know, for a while Joelle, I was a, Joelle, I was
0: Courvoisier. She's looking.
1: I was a Hennessy drinker for a while, you know, or E and J. I liked E and J back in the day. I don't know what any of these drinks are. You don't know what Hennessy is? Work. I've heard of
0: Hennessy, but I don't think I've ever tried it. You don't it. know
1: what Hennessy You've had an Incredible Hulk before, and you don't know what Hennessy is. Do you
0: remember the Incredible Hulk? Oh, we used to play poker, and you would make a Oh, it's cognac, she says. We used to play um, poker, and you would make a drink called the Hulk. What's, was that a real drink, or you made it up? It, I didn't make that up. It, but when
1: you mixed Hennessy and not Alizé, but Hypnotic, Hennessy and Hypnotic mixed together. Sounds horrible. Oh, but it would turn Hulk green and you'd only need one. It was so sweet, right? But you'd only need one to knock you on your ass. And we would play poker and the crew would come over. You know, Calvin would come over, Ethan would come over, you would come over. And we'd drink that all night and freaking be hammered
0: until like four
1: o'clock, five o'clock in the morning. Yeah,
0: playing poker. Have you ever had a cement mixer? What the heck is that? It's fucking nasty. It's two different things. You guys can Google it if you want to puke. I remember doing this on my 21st birthday, and I puked. Um, but it's two different alcohols you put in your mouth, and they solidify when they react with each other, and it feels like a cementy oatmeal thing. That's
1: disgusting. It's
0: so gross. That is disgusting. It's the like kind of thing that college kids do shots of, like Jägermeister. You ever do shots of Jägermeister? Yeah. I'm proud to say that uh, at 45 years old, I can't drink like that anymore. Nor do I want to. A hangover is like four days. Yeah. I, you know, I've learned a little thing called Do you remember Pedi-alite. we did that thing in Scrubs? Yeah, Like We did that thing in Scrubs that it's become so relevant in my life. I don't remember what episode it was, but it, we went around the table of all the different ages of yeah. women. Having, <laughs> who is the, was Mandy the, the it young was one? was Mandy... It was Manny Moore, and then Sarah, and and then then Judy, and then Krista. (laughs) And And they were all hungover, and the camera went around and showed all the the, the different levels of how a hangover affects different ages.
1: Yes. yeah. And
0: then by the time it got to Krista, she had sunglasses on and was asleep.
1: And just blacked out, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) With a smile on her face.
0: I think of that fantasy, or not fantasy. I think of that moment all the time because, uh, man, a hangover at 45 is not a hangover at 25. No, it's not. Listen i miss you do you it's always so nice to touch base with you do you really miss me I, really I miss, do you. man i i, I if, if, if the world were open i'd have you over we'd, we'd we'd sit by the pool we'd have a we'd have a margarita i would i'd bring my picture of margarita too. you bring your picture over i'm supposed to write today but uh i would i would scrap writing and just join you by the pool for margaritas that's what would happen today you're working right now huh I am. I'm writing. Look, do you want to see? I'll show you. Look at this. This is just showing that shit ain't fucking around. This is the first draft. Wow. You're for real about it. He just pulled out a two-finger... That's about an inch of... uh, Yeah, it's way too long right now. A typical typical screenplay, for those of you uh, not in the know, is roughly 120 pages because they say roughly a, a script works out to a page a minute and you don't want your movie typically to exceed 120 minutes. Um, and this first draft is 144 pages, so there'll be lots of cutting to, to occur, but it's happening, Donald. The wheels are turning. Good for you. Good yeah. for you. Aren't you going to ask what you usually ask when I write a screenplay? Are there any black people in it? There are black people in it, and there might even be a part for you. A, a good part, or are you just going to throw me a little bone? You'll probably have to audition. <laughs> when I gave Donald my first draft of Garden State, he said, are No, there you any- said
1: to me, I really want you to read my script. Right. I really it was want a you to read thing. This It was my
0: first screenplay. He was my new best friend, and I said, "I'd really like you to read this." And he said, "Are there any black people in it?" And I said, um, "There's, there's one or two. One you're not right for because um, he's uh, he's an African uh, man that's been adopted by Natalie Portman's family, and the other is um, is being
1: uh, played at the time you had given the part to most deaf is what you said to me.
0: No, I didn't. Yeah, you did.
1: Really." That yeah. was method, it was method it was always method man it was okay so then it was method man at the time yeah, yeah you said you said yeah and then the other part i gave to method man yeah and i knew right then and there that i would never read that script
0: and so donald donald in protest because i had given the role uh to to method man um never read the script
1: it's a great movie though thank you thanks for very very out.
0: very well received also thank you and and you're in you know i i i could thank you oh dan's giving thumbs up and Donald, uh, I, ma- I didn't make the same mistake twice, and I made sure to put you in Wish I Was Here.
1: Yeah. And I was very happy to be in that movie as well. Great movie. Yeah. Mandy Potemkin, holy cow.
0: Yeah, and you were very funny in that movie. You only had... Mandy Potemkin.
1: The- two- let's get... Let's, 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 Mandy Potemkin, Josh Gad, holy cow.
0: Yeah. Kate yeah. Hudson, holy cow. Yeah, there's some great performance in that movie. Jim great Parsons is funny as shit in that movie. Let's give a shout-out to the film Wish I Was Here, which you can... Uh, You can see I think it's on Netflix. You know how I know it's on Netflix, at least in the United States, is uh, Joey King, who plays my daughter, has become so famous. Joey King, holy cow. Joey King steals the movie and has become so famous that Netflix has redone the poster,
1: so it's just (laughs) Joey
0: King's face. (laughs) Even if you don't watch the movie, do me a favor and go to your Netflix and look up Wish I Was Here, and you will see it's a picture of Joey King's head. Because she has become such a big star, and particularly on Netflix with, uh, with with Kissing Booth, which was like one of their most watched movies ever. And I just thought it was funny that Netflix was like, no, we don't need uh, Kate Hudson, Zach Braff, Josh Gad, Manny Patankin on the poster. Just a shot of Joey's head. But much Amazing. deserved. She's a superstar, that guy. She cat. is a superstar. Thank you so much for listening to Fake Doctors, Real Friends. I'm your co-host, Zach Braff, along with my friend, Donald Faison, here to make you laugh, here to make you smile, with a touch of nostalgia. Have a great day.
1: Take them to church! Here's some stories
0: about a show we made About a bunch of doctors and nurses And a janitor who loved to hate I said "Here's the stories That we all should know So gather around to hear our Gather round to hear our Scrubs we Show with Zach and
1: know. Mm-hmm.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tecova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners.